0: Good morning. Glad you're with us today. This is at least the fifth or sixth Sunday that we've not been able to meet at the building. But we're all staying safe and healthy, and that's the important part. Turn with me, if you would, please, to Joshua chapter 24 as you follow along with me. My comments will probably be briefer as I'm going to try to do some things a little differently. Joshua 24 deals with choices. So I'd like to ask you, how many choices do you make in one day? How do you make a choice of one versus another? Choice involves decision-making. It can include judging the merits of various options that you have before you, selecting one or more of them. One can make a choice between imagined values and benefits. One can make a choice based upon real values and benefits then the choice is going to be followed by a corresponding action. That is, you will act on your choice. The arrival of a choice can include complex motivations such as your thought processes, your instincts or intuition, Uh, emotions play into it, your feelings, how do you feel about a certain thing? Simple choices might include what to eat for dinner, It might include what to wear for the day. Overall, many choices will have a relatively low impact on your life. There will be some choices that will have a little bit more significance in your life. More complex choices would involve, what am I going to do with my life? What profession will I pursue? Who will I marry? Who will be my husband or my wife? Where will I live? Choices based on multiple influences and have larger ramifications when they're more serious. But as we turn to Joshua chapter 24, there are several things in Joshua that we see. I'm gonna stop and read to you just a few of the verses from one through 13. Joshua chapter 24. Then Joshua gathered all of the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders and for their heads and their judges, their officers, and presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, from ancient times your fathers lived beyond the river, namely Terah, the father of Abraham. The father of nahor and they served other gods then i took your father abraham from beyond the river and led him through the land of canaan and i multiplied his descendants and gave him isaac to isaac i gave jacob and esau to esau i gave mount seir to possess it but to jacob and his sons they went down to egypt then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt by what I did in its midst. And afterward, I brought you out. I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea. And Egypt pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. But when they cried out to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, and brought up the sea upon them and covered them. And with your own eyes saw what I did. To Egypt, and you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I brought you into the land of the Amorites, who lived beyond the Jordan, and they fought with you, and I gave them into your hand, and you took possession of their land, when I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel, and he sent and summoned Balaam, the son of Beor to curse you. But I was not willing to listen to Balaam, so he had to bless you, and I delivered you from his hand. You crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the citizens of Jericho fought against you, and the Amorite and the Perizzite, the Canaanite, the Hittite, and the Girishite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Thus I gave them into your hand. Then I sent the hornet before you and it drove out the two kings of the Amorites before you, but not by your sword or your bow. I gave you a land on which you had not labored, cities on which you had not built, and you lived in them. You are eating and planting. You're eating of vineyards and olive groves, which you did not plant. Now, there are the, that's the history. God has said in this text that I did it or I gave it to you at least 15 times, maybe more. I would have to go back and recount. What God is wanting them to know, that you didn't do any of this by yourself. God and only God got you to where you are. Now, why is that significant? Because when we make choices, we look oftentimes to the past. We look to our history because that gives us a foundation on which to build. If I made a choice and it turned out to be good, I know that likely that choice will be good for me in the future as well. It is something I can build on. And the opposite is also true because if I made a bad choice, then I'll learn from that mistake because I won't wanna do that again because I will intuitively or cognitively know That was a bad choice and i'm going to stay away from that god is saying i got you where you are and i want you to remember these things so let's jump on down to the bottom of joshua chapter 24 to verse 31 and it says in verse 31 israel served the lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who survived Joshua and had known all the deeds of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Now that's an encouraging time. They served God. They served God all the days of Joshua, of the elders who lived after Joshua, because they had all known the deeds of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. See, they had history They experienced those things. And so they wanted to continue on with those things. But there is a sad verse in scripture. And it's, well, they should have known from their time in Egypt. Because as we leave Genesis chapter 50 and get into Exodus chapter one, the reason that they were enslaved, and I know it was in the foreknowledge and the foreplanning of God, but it says in Exodus chapter one, there arose in Egypt, of Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. Now, what did Joseph do to Egypt? Well, we know that had a servant of the Pharaoh had a vision and he told Pharaoh about Joseph while his time was in prison and how his dream and the dream of another came to pass, just as Joseph said. And so Joseph interprets the dreams of Pharaoh And Pharaoh puts him in charge, second in command. The only one who has more authority in Egypt is Pharaoh himself. But when this new Pharaoh came up in Egypt, he didn't know Joseph. He didn't go to the history books of Egypt and read about Joseph and say, wow, this man was great and these people are great. Pharaoh, my forefathers have blessed them and I'm gonna do the same because of what they did for Egypt. No, he enslaved them and he put them to heavy labor. Now, as we turn to the book following Joshua in Judges chapter 2 and verses 9 through 12, it's pretty sad because it's the same way. In chapter 9, it says, At the death of, of Joshua, they buried him in this territory of his inheritance in Timnath Heres in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. And and that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there rose another generation after them who did not know the Lord, nor yet the work of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. You see, Joshua has died. All those contemporaries of Joshua have died. And now it's their children who are alive. And sadly, They did not know the Lord. They didn't know the work which he had done for them. That's pretty sad. So I just want to let us know and remind us of something that we've always said, that the church is just a generation away from apostasy. And so that is something so significant that we need to keep in our minds so that we will teach our children. One of the things that I like to reflect back on, and I don't know what was going on in Israel, but in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and following, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. These words I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand that they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. You know, you will teach them. You'll teach them of the good things that the Lord has done of committing their lives to him. We need to do that very same thing today in teaching our children and our grandchildren so that they will know the Lord, so that they will want to be committed to choosing him. Because as we look back now to Joshua chapter 24, Joshua is going to give them a choice. After telling them that they need to remember what God has done, how he has blessed them, they need to choose to serve God. Because in verse 14, we read of the following. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your forefathers served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Choose. Choose this day. Choose is a present tense verb. It's continual action. It is a choice that has to be made daily. Jesus said the cost of being a disciple of Jesus was that a person must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We don't like self-denial sometimes. In fact, we probably don't like it most of the time. But we need to make that choice, and it's a daily choice because if we make it today but not tomorrow, then where are we? We choose to walk in his light. In fact, in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, in concerning our forgiveness of sins, it says if we walk in the light. As he is in the light, the blood of his son Jesus cleanses us from all sin. But choosing to walk in his light is a daily action. It is something that we constantly have to be doing. So we're going to make be making evaluations along the way, and we're going to be choosing to follow God. Choose God. In the Garden of Eden, the sin of Adam and Eve. We know it was they took the forbidden fruit, right? But consider this inasmuch as we've said that they wanted to be like God, and that is probably correct, but their sin of disobedience was a choice. It was that they chose themselves more than they chose God. And so we have to ask ourselves who are you serving? Who are you serving? There are many things that strive for your attention that want you to look to them money, power, prestige. um, You name it, there are so many things out there. Basically, it comes down to are we going to serve self or are we going to choose to continually serve God? We're going to serve God today because that's what he wants us to do. Joshua gave them the choice. He says, choose for yourself this day. You make a choice. Make it based upon the evidence before you that God is there and all that he has done for you, all that he has given to you. And what has he given to you and me? He's given us life in Christ. And so we choose daily to honor that gift that he has given to us. Paul said in Ephesians chapter one that he has given us all spiritual blessings in Christ. We have our lives. We have our spiritual lives. We have our physical blessings. We choose because of what God has done for us in the past and what we know that he will do for us in the future. Again, going to Revelation chapter two and verse 10 to the church in Ephesus, be faithful unto death, And I will give you a crown of life. That's why we choose God this day. And we choose him every day. Joshua chapter 24. Great study in Joshua there. A great charge by Joshua. And all of the people in Israel heard the charge. The question is, will you hear the charge today of Joshua to leave behind the things that distract you? Will you look into Christ, the author and perfecter of the faith? Given all of those cloud of many witnesses of Hebrews chapter 11, the honor roll of faith, he says, look to Jesus and serve him. Follow him each and every day of your life because he has given us the blessings that are in Christ. So we choose God today and tomorrow and until he comes and we receive our reward. Once again, this is a virtual presentation and I would be more than happy if you have a question that you want to follow up on, I want you to share that with me. I want you can give me a call, you can send me an email. Um, if you're watching this virtually and you've got the link from one of our members at Central here in Yuma or if you got it from our Facebook page, send me an email. I'll be happy to share my thoughts with you and answer your questions to the best of my ability. I just want you to know, I want you to choose to serve God. Thank you for joining us this day. Be blessed with God's protection and safety during this uh, virus pandemic. Be blessed and serve God each and every day of your life. Thank you for joining us. I look forward to seeing you in the near future as maybe we will start to unwind and be able to go back among our normal days of life.